The Reynolds Aluminum Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. <laughs> the Reynolds Metals Company, makers of Reynolds Aluminum, presents Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed with Bill Thompson, Arthur Q. Bryan, Dick Legrand, Gil Stratton Jr., Elvia Allman, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Keith Fowler and directed by Max Hutto with music by the Kingsman and Billy Mills Orchestra. Homeowners, here's how to add a big improvement to your house for a small amount of money. Put up Reynolds Lifetime Aluminum Gutters and Downspouts. They're a permanent improvement because aluminum can't rust, never needs painting. And they're so good-looking with their soft, silvery gleam that you'd hardly believe they cost so little. Why, if yours is an average six-room house, $60 ought to buy your gutters, maybe less. And they go up easily without any soldering. Ask your dealer for Reynolds Lifetime Aluminum Gutters or write Reynolds Metals Company, Louisville 1, Kentucky. Remember, your dollars are still worth 100 cents in aluminum, the metal that's priced no higher today than before World War II. You get rust-proof permanence at the lowest cost when you ask for Reynolds Lifetime Aluminum. There's a man in Wistful Vista who makes the same joke every time the subject of bowling comes up. So far, he's tried it 67 times with no luck. But he still lies hopefully in wait, ready to pounce when his wife says something like, Bowling must be your favorite game, dearie. Yep, it's right up my alley. <laughs> my gosh, don't you get it? You bowl in a bowling alley and it I... It ain't funny, McGee. Why, it is, too. <laughs> well... <laughs> Funny or not, it's Fibber McGee and Molly. That makes 68 times that little joke has lifted its feeble head, McGee. No. Don't you ever get discouraged? No, sir. I'll get a laugh with that joke yet on account of because when I start something, I stick with it. And if you stick with a thing long enough, it's bound to pay off. Well, I can't deny that, not with all the smiling Republicans on the streets these days. <laughs> But that isn't exactly a five-star okay, joke. Okay, forget the joke. The main thing for us bowlers is the game itself. And boy, what a game it'll be tonight when our team starts pushing them pins. Who's on your team now? The same group? Same old group. Ole and Wilcox and Doc Gamble. And if I'm in top form tonight, which I've never been yet, we'll be the hottest thing in the industrial league. You know that seems an odd league for the team. What's industrial about you boys? Well, we're just filling in because they had a vacancy. Oh? According to our handicap, we belong in a different league. But we got tired bowling with women. <laughs> yes, I wouldn't think that would be a very even match. Oh, no, they were murdered. <laughs> hey, you ought to come down and watch us tonight, Molly. The game starts at 8 o'clock and we'll be the first Wait, to... wait, wait a minute, McGee. When you said 8 o'clock, it rang a bell. I didn't hear nothing. No. I mean to jog my memory. Oh, that. Seems to me I've made a date for us for tonight. Something we're supposed to do at 8 o'clock. Oh, my gosh, Molly. No. The fellas are counting on me to bowl. They need me. What is it? What you got us trapped into doing? I don't know. I'm just sure I promised somebody. Mm, yeah. 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock. Oh, dear. It's right on the tip of my mind. <laughs> Gee whiz, you can't expect me to call off my bowling plans for something you can't even remember, Molly. That's not fair. 
Well, now, look, I'll, I'll make a deal with you. Huh? If I can't remember what this engagement is before your bowling time, you can go ahead and bowl. Well. But now, if I do remember, you'll call it off and go with me. Well. Fair enough? Well, uh, I guess so. But doggone it, I... Now, you just sit there and relax. Mm. I'll go get you another nice hot cup of coffee. Oh, okay. Now, who was that I promised to go... Oh, dear, my gosh, women. Make dates and mess everybody up, and then they can't even remember what the dates was. I sure hope... Oh, wonder who that... Hello? Hello, is this Mr. McGee? Yeah. Oh, good morning, Mr. McGee. This is Minerva Van Leffingwell Beam. Oh. Hi, Minnie. I'm calling about an engagement Mrs. McGee made last week You and she are coming to our house tonight to play canasta Oh, uh, oh, oh, we are, huh? Yes, eight o'clock Will you remind her, please? Will I remind her? Oh, oh, sure, sure I will We'll be seeing you, goodbye Goodbye That's what Molly's trying to remember. Spending evening with Minnie Beam and that stuffy husband of hers. Whoosh. I'm supposed to remind her. Ha! I'll remind her, all right. I'll remind her in the bleary eye of a small, sick pig. <laughs> she thinks of it, I'm hooked, but I don't have to help her. Besides, the greatest favor anybody could do her is to let her forget it. Of all the dull, dreary ways... Here's your coffee, dearie. Oh, thanks. Who's that on the phone? Phone, phone, phone? Oh, oh that's uh, nothing important, just... Something to do with my bowling tonight. Oh. Well, I'm just sure we have a date with somebody to do something, but I can't seem to... My goodness, 10 o'clock already. (laughs) 10? I don't know how you could tell it's 10 o'clock by that cuckoo only cooking twice. I looked at it. Oh. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do, kiddo. I'll just fix that baby so it cuckoos right. I got nothing to do all day. No, no, just leave it like it is, McGee. It's all right. Don't tinker with it. My dear, I wish you wouldn't refer to a skilled workman like me as a tinker. A tinker's idea of how to fix something is to give it a wham with a hammer. And you know I'm not the type guy that gives a tinker's wham. (laughs) Besides, if I... Come in. Oh, good morning, Ollie. Well, good morning, missus. And that includes you, too, McGee. <laughs> Hi, Ollie. Ready for the bowl match tonight, boy? Well, that's why I come by to remind you. Well, don't you worry. I'll be there making it rough for the opposition. I'll be rougher in the alley than a tomcat with a chewed-off ear. Ah, <laughs> uh, you'll be there if I can't remember the other engagement. Sure, kid. Oh, say, how about getting a cup of coffee for Ollie? All right. You take cream, Ollie? Yeah, he'd take a pint a day from the milkman, but I don't think... <laughs> Put cream in it for you, Ollie. Hey, what's this your missus says about another engagement, McGee? Somebody getting married? No, no, that's why I sent her for coffee, Ollie, so I could tell you in private. Molly made a date to play canasta with the Beamses tonight, see? The uh, Beamses? Yeah. You mean that Mrs. Ladida Beam, the one that goes around with a high nose and looked like she was weaned on pickles? <laughs> yeah, only Molly forgot the date so far, and if she don't remember it by tonight, I get to go bowling. Oh, you're a fella with a cooked goose, McGee. <laughs> Women have got memories like an elephant dreams about. Yeah. <laughs> when my missus still remember how much money fell out of the purse she hit me with when I smiled at a girl on the street in 1926. <laughs> well, I think I got this deal licked, Ollie. Mrs. Bean called up a while ago and told me to remind Molly about it. 
I told Molly the call was for me, see, about bowling. <laughs> see, that's very cute and tricky, McGee. Yeah, well, that's me all over. <laughs> well, you're tricky, but I wouldn't say you was cute all over. <laughs> Oh, thanks, Mrs. Well, you better drink her down and get yourself in shape for that bowling tonight, Ollie. You'll be in fast company, boy. He talks a pretty good game, Ollie. How does he bowl? Well, Mrs., your little fella is known to every bowler and pin boy in town. You betcha. He gets undisputed credit for three records at the bowling alley. <laughs> I didn't know that. Three titles, huh? Sure. He's the champ for the most balls that don't hit any pins. <laughs> most times fall down in the alley. And most no tips for the pin boys. <laughs> See you later, champ. So long. Goodbye, Ollie. Billy Mills in the orchestra and yours. Tighten the cuckoo's foot. Loosen his mainspring a little. Terry, I wish you'd leave the clock alone. Every time you fool with it, something goes... <laughs> something goes boing. I'm trying to remember what I promised to do tonight, and this noise... Uh-oh. Come in. Oh, it's the lad from Kramer's Drugstore, McGee. Hello, Ed. Hi, Miss McGee, Mr. McGee. Hi, Ed. I just come over to bring your bill, Mr. McGee. Here it is. Oh. You deliver the monthly bills now, Ed? Just for special customers. Mr. Kramer said that Mr. McGee evidently hasn't been getting them in the mail anymore. So, he had me bring it. Now, you tell him to mail it to me, Ed. And if he don't hear from me in 30 days, forget it. <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, if you're not doing anything tonight, son, drop by the bowling alley. I'm leading the Elks team there tonight. Oh, gee, I'd like to, all right, but I may have a date tonight. Oh? You and Judith still romancing, are you, Ed? Judith? Oh, not her, Mrs. McGee. That's all over. Oh, so soon? What happened? Well, I went to her house for dinner, and I sort of got the impression her folks were too anxious for us to get married. Scared me off. Yeah? Did they come right out and say so? 
No, just little hints. Oh. Like when I got there, her brother met me at the door, and while I stood there in the hall, Judith came down the stairs real slow. Well, <laughs> why, a lot of girls like to make yeah. an entrance that way, Ed. Yeah. On their father's arm? <laughs> With their little sister throwing rose petals in front of them? <laughs> Well, that does sound like a kind of a subtle hint, kind of, sort of. Yeah, well, what really touched me off, though, was when they served dinner. The yeah. main dish was lamb chops. So? Well, I'd seen lamb chops with paper pants, but these had on long white paper veils. <laughs> I got out of there so fast, I only ate three chops. <laughs> Sounds like a wise move. So you got back in circulation, eh? Boy, I didn't look at a girl for 48 hours. <laughs> then, Dorothy. Dorothy, huh? Yeah, she works at the hairpin counter in the dime store. When she rings up a sale on the cash register, it's like an angel playing on a harp. How sweet. Well, I'd better be going now, Mrs. McGee. I've got to stop at the dime store. And, oh, if you ever need any hairpins, let me know. I've got closets full of them. That boy has more troubles with his dates. Yeah. Oh, which reminds me, I was trying to remember who we've got the date with. Yeah, well, you keep working on it, but it's back to work for me, Tootsie. Oh, I had a little Airedale, and I named him little brother, but I changed his name to sister when my dog became my mother. Seventeen <laughs> <laughs> oh, days, I'll be lucky to remember my name with all this noise around here. No, you just keep working on it, kiddo. Hope she doesn't remember that other name at all. Old Lady Beam and that stuffed shirt husband. Hi, Molly. Hello, pal. Hello, Mr. Wilcox. Hi, Junior. How's your bowling arm, boy? Ah, uh, never better. Good. We're going to pick you up around eight, you know. Yep. Well, he may have to skip it, Mr. Wilcox. I'm not sure. Uh, I'll explain it to him, kiddo. Uh, do me a favor, will you? I'm out of cigars. Would you see if there's any in my coat in the hall, please? Yes, Master. Happy to be of service to a man who's had such a busy day. <laughs> Hey, uh, what's up, pal? Well, uh, sometime during the week, Molly made a date for us to play canasta tonight. Oh? Yeah, with Minnie Beam and her husband. Oh, not them. Yeah, yeah, them. Oh, but it slipped her mind in jiggers. I'm sorry, McGee, but uh, there were no cigars in your coat. Well, that's okay, Tootsie. I, I found one sticking out of my mouth. <laughs> it was a bear, it would have bitten you. <laughs> Worse than that, if it was a bear, I couldn't smoke it. <laughs> I'd better be running along. I want to drop in at the art museum this afternoon. Art museum? Why do you go to that highbrow hangout, Junior? Well, I go there to look at samples of beautiful painting, naturally. Do? Some of Rembrandt's work at that museum is just magnificent. Oh, he's good, all right. Rembrandt, yeah, yeah he's good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, personally, I'm a Grandma Moses man myself. <laughs> can understand, yeah. Mr. Wilcox. I like an artist that when a picture comes out looking like an egg sunny side, he labels it egg sunny side instead of calling it frustration in a beard factory or something. <laughs> well, there's, <laughs> there's never any doubt about Rembrandt's work, pal. Yeah. When he paints a furnace or a barnyard gate, you know it's a furnace or a barnyard gate. I don't remember those paintings by and Rembrandt. The thing, the thing that gives his work that beauty and that permanence that all good painting has is the paint he uses. Brilliant, gleaming, liquid aluminum. Rembrandt? Liquid aluminum? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. The magic paint that you can just brush on or spray on like ordinary paint. 
to put a coat of shining, rust-proof aluminum on gutters and window screens and water heaters and furnace pipes. Now, Mr. Wilcox, since when did Rembrandt paint with aluminum? Well, ever since he first heard about it, Molly. Gus told me last week. Gus? Yes. <coughs> Gus Rembrandt, the maintenance man at the museum. <laughs> Weren't you listening to me, pal? Oh, this is just ridiculous. <laughs> we might as well roll with it now, dearie. He's got it. Yeah. I'm telling you, pal, you'll find yourself just painting everything with it. Paint your roof with liquid aluminum roof coating, for instance. And you can keep a building up to 15 degrees cooler in the summer. Look for liquid aluminum at your paint dealers, made by leading manufacturers using Reynolds aluminum pigment. Your friend Rembrandt uses a lot of it, does he? <laughs> Oh! <laughs> Molly, Gus has done some beautiful work. Yeah? But his real masterpiece, the thing Gus Rembrandt will be remembered for, cost him his job. Yeah, what happened? Well, it was all because of Dr. Goddard, the museum president. Oh, yeah. Yes, he has a habit of falling asleep at his desk every day. And last week, Gus just couldn't stand it any longer. What'd he do? What'd he do? What'd he well, do? Gus slipped a dinner plate into the old gentleman's hand and gave him a coat of liquid aluminum. My goodness. <laughs> Why, he ought to last forever. Yes. <laughs> yes, I want to tell you, kids, Dr. Goddard never looked lovelier. <laughs> you can see him down there every afternoon from three to five. <laughs> they call him the discus thrower. <laughs> see you tonight, pal. Remind me to get a can of that stuff, Molly. Put a soup bowl on Wilcox's head, give him a spray job, and he'd make a very handsome bird bath. <laughs> I wonder if Aunt Sarah would like him for Christmas. <laughs> because she has a big front yard and a lot of dusty birds. I wonder if I promise... Come in. Hello, Mr. Wimple. Oh, hi, Wimp. Hello, folks. <laughs> Am I interrupting anything? No, I'm just fixing the cuckoo clock, Wimp. Sit down. Oh, may I look at the little fellow? I'm just crazy about birds, you know. Sure, go ahead. Hmm. Uh, Mr. McGee, I hope this won't upset you, but that bird is not a cuckoo. You sure? Oh, yes. I made a close study of our little feathered companions, sharing their joys and their sorrows. Some of my best friends are cuckoos. <laughs> Mine too, Wimp, but uh, if this ain't a cuckoo, what is it? Well, it's a little hard to say, Mr. McGee. Most closely resembles the central Indiana shucks bird. The shucks bird? How did it get such an odd name? From the call so often given by the male of the species, Mrs. McGee. You see, the female shucks bird is about the size and color of an eggplant. And the male is quite nearsighted. Yeah. So, during the mating season, the little bird cuddles up to what he thinks is a female, only to find he's courting an eggplant. <laughs> he does this over and over, and every time he does it, he says, Shucks. <laughs> can't blame him much. At that rate, the shucks bird must be dying out. No. After this has gone on for a while, the male shucks bird gets hungry. And guess what his favorite fruit is? 
Eggplant? Right. <laughs> he approaches what he thinks is an eggplant, and it turns out to be a lady shucks bear. <laughs> Isn't Mother Nature wonderful? Well, goodbye now. <laughs> The King's Men, man. Open up your hearts. Open up, open up, open up your heart and let me in. Baby, I've been mighty lonesome. Baby, I've been mighty blue. So blue. And the reason for it all is plain to see. Plain to see that from the very first day I met you, you've been walking in all my dreams. It's time you gave a little more thought to me. Open up, open up. Why don't you open up your heart and let the love shine through? Open up your heart and make my dreams come true. Let me through that iron curtain. Let me know our love is certain. Open up your heart and let me in. Open up your heart and let me in. Oh, a butterfly loves the sunshine, and a pelican loves the sea. You see, and the meadowlark loves to sing his happy song. Loves to sing, but not a one of them gets as lonesome as a lovesick bird like me. And all because my chickadee done me wrong. And up, why don't you open up your heart and let the love shine through? Open up your heart and make my dreams come true. All the other birds are made. Why do you keep hesitating? Open up your heart and let me in. Open up your heart. Open up. Open up. Why don't you open up your heart and let the love shine through? Open up your heart and make my dreams come true. Throw away the key that fits it. Tell me I'm the one that gives it. Open up your heart and let me in. He made a date and gave me quite a fright. But if she don't remember soon, I get to bowl tonight. <laughs> oh, the crimson coat. Hmm. <laughs> well, I think I'm getting it fixed, Molly. Hmm? Oh, the clock. Yeah, the clock. I didn't hear you, dearie. I'm trying to remember that date I made. It seems to me I promised... Mabel Toops? Maybe promised Mabel Toops we'd go possum hunting with her tonight. <laughs> I really doubt that, dearie. Just let me think, will you? Okay, you you think it out. My gosh, if she thinks of old Lady Beam now at a quarter to eight when I'm this close to going bowling, I'll blow my... Aha, here they come. Here they come, kiddo. Here come the bowlers. Come in. Good evening, Dr. Gamble. Do come in. Mm. Hi, Molly. Hello, mush muscles. <laughs> Hi, Blob. How's your bowling arm, boy? Great, great. I'm in top shape. <laughs> you said it. You're shaped more like a top than any guy I know. If you could sing, you'd be a musical top. <laughs> hey, what's this I hear about you may not be able to bowl with us? Wilcox says something about Oh, it's you, my it? fault, Doctor. I made a date for McGee and me to go somewhere tonight, but I can't remember where. Yeah, so we got a deal, Doctor. If she can't think of it before I go bowling, I can go bowling. <laughs> uh, step over here and uh, give me a hand with this cuckoo clock, will you? With what? Oh, oh sure, sure. Uh, and Molly, would you turn on the porch light for the other guys? I don't want them to fall. Hmm? Oh, oh, yes, of course. Uh, I forgot it. Hey, Doc, hey, huh? listen, she made a date for us to play canasta tonight with old Lady Beam, see? What? Minnie Beam? Yeah, oh, for the love of... 
That old goat. <laughs> What's this about a goat, Doctor? Huh? Oh, yeah. I, uh, I was just saying I do hope McGee can goat to the bowling alley with us. <laughs> Doctor? Yes, I must in all honesty say that little Juggy ears makes a big difference on our team, Molly. <laughs> oh, well, sure. Does he really, Doctor? Yep. If we didn't have him on the team, Molly, we'd lose half our games. <laughs> How many do you lose now? All of them. <laughs> That's not so. Yeah. My gosh, the whole town was talking last year about how we beat the Bladshacker Brewers two games. Out of how many? Thirty-seven. <laughs> Even so, the Bladshacker Brewers is the best bull. Hi, fellas. Let's go bowling. Hi, Molly. Hello, Mr. Wilcox and Oli. Good evening, Mrs. Can McGee go bowling, or did you thank the lady who got the date bed that much? <laughs> <laughs> Pick up the kukul for me, Oli, and pipe down, will you? Hey, you about ready to go, pal? Five more minutes, Mr. Wilcox. If I can't think of our date in five minutes, he can go. Well, think fast, Molly, because I just about got this cuckoo licked. I told you I could whip this baby. Well, it seems like a fairly even fight, my boy. One small bird versus one small bird brain. Uh... <laughs> oh, Doctor, you are a card. <laughs> Come on, get the clock fixed, will you? Hey, we'll do over there in 20 minutes, McGee. Well, I guess that date I made couldn't have been very important, McGee. Yeah, you're so right, kiddo. Must have been some friend I can't stand or I wouldn't have forgotten it. <laughs> you know, it annoys me, though, to be so forgetful. Hey, hey, look. I got it. I got the clock fixed. Well, thank goodness for that, anyhow. Yeah. Good. Grab your bowling ball and let's go. Well, let me show how Molly how the clock works first. Then I'll get your bowling ball, McGee. Very soon. In the hall closet, Oli. McGee can get it. <laughs> okay, fella. I'll be right with you as soon as I check this cuckoo. Watch this. I'll just shove the hands around here to 8 o'clock and... Uh, listen. <laughs> there you are. 8 o'clock, right on the beam. That's it. Huh? I remembered our date. What? We're supposed to play canasta at 8 o'clock with Mrs. Bean. Oh. <laughs> oh. If you hadn't fixed the clock, I never would have remembered it. Oh, this is ridiculous. Well, good luck, boys. <laughs> Fibber and Molly return in a moment. For your Christmas gift wrapping, be sure to get Reynolds Ray Glow Gift Wrap. Gay, colorful, sparkling with aluminum ink. And for your food wrapping, of course, there's only one answer. It's Reynolds Wrap, the original and genuine, the pure aluminum foil. You can save a lot on your food budget by roasting the economy cuts of meat in Reynolds Wrap, like the cheaper pot roast cuts. The foil keeps the juices in, makes the meat deliciously tender. And you get more meat because there's less oven shrinkage. Make sure you use genuine Reynolds Wrap, though, in the standard 25-foot rolls and 75-foot jumbo economy rolls. And if you want that money-saving pot roast recipe developed by Reynolds Home Economics staff, write to Reynolds Metals Company, Louisville 1, Kentucky. Lovely evening, Mrs. Beam. Oh, so glad you could come. Been charming, hasn't it, McGee? Yes. <laughs> we were so sorry Mr. Beam couldn't be here. Oh, he was called out just before you came. Dr. Gamble phoned. Dr. Gamble? Well, yes. The doctor asked him to come help out with some broken legs or something. Broken legs? Yes. He said something about some of the elks fracturing their pins in an alley. <laughs> 
slippery, I suppose. He sure is. <laughs> that dirty rat. I beg your pardon. Oh, I said, uh, where's my hat? <laughs> oh, here it is. Good night, Minnie. Good night, all. The Reynolds Metals Company, pioneers of progress through aluminum, bring you Fibber McGee and Molly each week at this time. Reynolds Aluminum also brings you Mr. Peepers, starring Wally Cox on NBC Television Sunday nights. See your local paper for time and channel. And don't forget to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. Good night.